The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We got a lot going on on Sunday night here. We got the Oscars. We got Team USA against Team Mexico. We have Jeff's Northwestern Wildcats in the NCAA tournament, something that we don't say very often. Oh, and we have our 2023 draft targets all coming up next. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, uh, sponsored by Fantrax, the most customizable free commission service in fantasy sports, and also by Underdog Fantasy, home of the biggest best ball contest in the industry. It is Sunday night, March 12th. We are getting really close to a uh, big major draft season here. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast, we do uh, certainly appreciate that at all any point. Jeff, happy Sunday night to you. Uh, congrats to uh, Northwestern being the tournament. What's that, twice in four years, which is more than it was in like 50 years before that, right? Twice in six years and twice in forever, for was that matter. six years ago that you 2017. went? 2017. God, yeah. it seems a lot more recent than that. I know, doesn't it? It really does. Chris Collins yeah. has been there for a while, but no. Yeah, it's about eight year, eight or nine years, I think. Um, yeah, or maybe it's even longer. I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, that he's been there. I, I, I think it was 2017. I'm pretty sure it was 2017. You, you went. You had no way better than I would. So, yeah. I'm bad with years. Um, I'm bad with anything dates that is not in the 1980s. I'm really good with like telling you everything that happened then and then kind of a blur after that. Yeah, you had to. You got quizzed on it, so then you had I to did. know. I've, I've been quizzed that many times, so I can tell you all the winners of like World Series and Super Bowl. But then I get to like 2000, I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Patriots is my just my <laughs> standard guess, but. That's okay. um, so we're here to talk about uh, 2023 draft targets. We're going to kind of do what we did last week, except the opposite. Last week we did fade. We went like each position. We'll go position by position here. Uh, kind of talk about some guys that we are targeting in drafts, um, you know, giving away some of our secrets here. So if you're in a league uh, with us, uh, make sure that uh, you ignore this podcast for a while, uh, at least for another couple of weeks, and then you can you can take it up again. But uh, other than that, uh, we, we're going to talk about some of that. But just some news and notes first. Uh, Jeff, I want to ask you first about Chris Sale. Uh, three scoreless innings with five strikeouts on Saturday. I can already feel the helium uh, filling up Chris Sale at the moment. A lot of people are talking on Twitter. You know, he's going to be a top hundred pick. He's going to be higher than that. Um, how uh, how back in in are you with Chris Sale? With him looking really good in spring so far? Um, not yet. Okay, not yet. Should I be? I don't know. I mean, I it's it's tough. I mean, it just who knows. I mean, if he's if he's healthy, yeah. But if it's not, I mean, there's no way for us to know. It's just I mean, he's thrown. 47 innings last uh three years he's he has not really pitched since 2019 for real he made nine starts in 2021 um he was good in those he was good in those starts he was bad in 2019 um but looks good he's 33 now yeah i think 
I think I'm a little bit uh, a little bit back in. I like the uh, I like the you know the the kind of Tommy John uh, you know uh, what do they call it the period right after that the honeymoon period honeymoon period yeah uh, right after Tommy John you know he came back a little bit last year and threw five and two thirds so kind of uh, jumped back in a little bit uh, yeah I mean he's looking good I don't think uh, I think probably someone's gonna like him more than me but uh, I'm certainly not uh, not fading him right now yeah how is the uh, you know I, I I'm curious to see if the velocity is maintained. Yeah. Like it was 95 today. Uh, I think it, he peaked at 96. His average was in the 94s uh, last time, last year, but last year, whatever. I mean, that, what does that even mean? Uh, he, he threw uh, seven, you know, he threw two star, he threw five, five and two thirds innings. So yeah. it means, it means literally zero. I, I don't even care. I, I care that he was back and was able to get up. So that way we know that he's kind of full go now. Yeah. And it's all about whether he can maintain the velocity. It yeah. really is that. I mean, his, uh, I guess his high velocity ever was in 2010, 96. He's never been above 96. So last year's 94 and a half. Um, the 2019, he was down to nine, low 93. So maybe that's a, maybe that's a good sign. The velocity is a little bit back. I think that, uh, I think command will be an issue. Uh, we say that coming off Tommy John a lot, but, uh, I don't know. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, super high upside if he's, uh, if he's close to back to normal. Yeah. Um, I think so too. And, Sorry, I got distracted by the whole fans behind doing the K signal after Goldschmidt struck out. I'm watching USA Mexico right now, and it's a decidedly Mexico, Mexico, partisan Mexico crowd right now. It's yeah. like US. It's same same as as, as in soccer, but uh, you know, with Sale, I mean, last year it was the stress fracture in his rib cage. Uh, you know, it wasn't the Tommy John. Last, yeah. You know, so we never really got that yeah Tommy John year, and then we got you know, then we got the bicycle accident, and you know, he's hanging out with uh, Madison Bumgarner and all that. So. Uh, we had a question about what is that? What is the Tony John honeymoon period for? Two? It just refers to the fact that right after you are your your tendons are really really strong and really really good. You're not likely to get that, get hurt that again at least for a while. Yep. So Matt Leahy says it went inside the top 100 in his current main uh, qualifier. I don't league. think he's going outside the top 100 anymore after yesterday. I think that uh, I think you find a draft outside the top 100 that'll, that'll be a rarity to start from now on. Yep. Unless, okay, of course, if he has some kind of setback or something happens. But as long as he looks okay, I think we're talking about a fifth, sixth round pick somewhere there. And I think that uh, I'm not paying we, that price. Yeah, we uh, we may get some, we may get some top seventy fives, that sort of thing. I uh, I don't think I'm paying the price either. Um, I don't think it's a crazy price, but uh, they're just probably other pitchers, other players in those range that I just prefer to take instead. Yeah, I mean, well, let's we can play this. Let's let, we'll, we'll even count backwards. From like you know not, from ninety. So Luis Severino or Sale? Who are you going with there? Severino. Robbie Ray or Sale? Sale. Kirby, I'm taking. You know, we're we're getting we're getting colder, not warmer here. Kirby or Sale? Kirby. Yeah, easy for me. Kirby there. Joe Musgrove. We'll go the other direction. Musgrove or Sale? We know Musgrove could miss only one start. Things have been good on him lately. The news on his his rehab is going well. Super close. If you're making me pick Sale. Hunter Green or Sale? Sale. Yeah, me too. Uh, Blake Snell. Or Snell. Sale. Webb. Gilbert, I know not Gilbert. You're already fading. Not Gilbert. Uh, Webb's pretty close. Probably Sale. I don't really love Webb. Uh, I don't uh, love Webb either. That one's pretty close for me. Kershaw or Sale? Kershaw. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, so I think we just answered we're probably not getting them. Yeah. Probably not. Not if it's going sub 100. Yeah. That's for and sure. I, I think there's – it's not a not liking him. It's just a lot of pitchers in that range I do like and I feel a little more comfortable with. I mean – you know, Kershaw's scary, but it, I think that we know the innings will be short, but I think we'll know they'll be really good, too. I mean, it, it's a back yeah. issue. It's not going away, but uh, I think that they'll be really good. In, in For sure. Yeah. 
Uh, so real quick notes before we do get to our targets. Um, Jordan Walker, the uh, speaking of helium, the, the helium guy this spring, uh, left Saturday with a strained right shoulder. He said today it's no big deal. He was going to take some batting practice today. Do you think that uh, – I mean, say he plays Tuesday. I assume this doesn't slow down the hype, right? No, unless he's, like, clearly affected by it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously I, if he's back Tuesday, it won't affect his chances to make the team. I assume, Do you think he's going to make the team by this point? I think yes. I do too. Uh, um, but – yeah, you can still get him at a quasi-affordable price right now. Second that they announced that he's made the team, forget about it. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna go sky high. In the main event, there's gonna be someone that's gonna that's gonna love Jordan Walker, uh, Jacob Degrom throwing a minor league game on the backfields on Monday. Jeff, can you go out there and scout that one for us real quick? Uh, I, I trust that we'll have dutiful sources that will be watching it for us there. And yeah, I, I assume there'll be someone with a cell phone camera out there uh, taping some of that stuff, right? He's hitting 100. He's hitting 107. You know, yeah. what if, no. Yeah. Uh, Crazy thing is, like, if he's like 102, we'll be like, oh, that sounds about right. He's already starting to climb up, though. Yeah. If he makes, uh, if he makes, we're, we're to the 12th main events, like the 26th or so, is that? No, 25th? Uh, so he makes two starts Monday, Friday, and like next Wednesday. Dude, he's going like pick 19 or something like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jordan Alvarez uh, has swung a bat, Jeff. We have uh, we have official confirmation. He has swung a bat. He does some baseball activity. Took some soft toss Sunday and felt good. Do you feel better about your uh, your your Jordan Alvarez stairs now? Um, No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Wait till he act- plays in a game yeah. or seven. Or faces actual pitching and not soft toss. Yeah, exactly. And I... Uh... Yeah, I know. So I wouldn't draft him at that spot anymore. Uh, I don't know what the number is where I'd take him yet, right, right now. Somewhere around 20, but I'd hope someone makes that decision for me. I'm taking Trout before him right now. I'm taking Devers before him right I'm, now. I'm a, can I can I veer in that topic for one second? Yeah. Where do you see the drop-off in the second round? Is there a spot? Because I, I see a hard drop-off at a certain spot. After 22. Wow. That's my exact number. Wow. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that crazy. There's actually like a little bit of a. An yeah, there's probably someone now. below that makes it and someone above that doesn't make it for you, but there is, and I, I think the interesting thing will be like for you know setting your KDS and stuff. You know, usually I, my thought. You talk. You want to talk KDS for a second? Yeah, but by all means. Uh, my KDS thoughts at the moment are kind of like top four, or then if I don't get a top four pick, I want to get two of the top twenty-two. So that takes me to pick. What is that pick? Uh, I'm going to do the math real quick. Pick uh, was it? Pick a pick ten. Yeah, which is pick, pick nine, pick nine. So you get nine and 22. So it's really funny that we're saying all this because I've been at eight a lot this year and I like eight. And Next, I often advocate yeah. saying go in the middle and forget like plotting for the first round or plotting for the first two rounds, but yeah, maybe not. So I think what throws this sideways is I think both uh, DeGrom and probably Strider jump in there and make it a top 24. Are you a jumper? No, I'm not, but I think that there'll be uh, there'll be two people that will jump those. I would rather take Devers, Austin Riley, Trout, one of those guys. I, uh, I if you could just tell me where I could line up my draft, take Austin Riley in the second round, I would just do that right now. Okay, that's fair. How but, about Goldie? Do you like Goldie in the second? Uh, not as much as I like uh, Riley and Devers and Trout. Okay, fair. Um, yeah, I. I, I... That I was I was looking at that. I was looking at the ADP from March first and just in fifteen team leagues. Uh, and I was like, yeah, Austin Riley, that's it. That's the list for me. Yeah, that's the list too. I just, but there are going to be a couple pitchers that slide up there and it's going to be, you know, people at the, at that one, two turn are going to want to, you know, they, they're getting a lesser hitter. They're going to want to get one of those better pitchers. And we've seen it. We see it in main events all the time. So I think that, uh, 
I think some of those guys are going to fall down a little bit, but it's going to be an interesting spot in there. I think, but uh, I think the top, I have a top four for sure. And I think that I'd take, I'd be, I, I think I still want those spots. I think those top four are material enough for me to, to figure out the second and third rounds. So at the, you don't have to answer this, but I'll answer. I'll answer. So who in the top five does not make it that, that you're not comfortable with in the top five? So it's not, not necessarily not five. comfortable, but I would be, I'd definitely have him fifth would be uh, Jose Ramirez. Okay. Takuna, Judge, Julio, and Turner. Um, I would love to get either of those, and I don't really care which order I get in. So I think that uh, I'll just take pick four and be happy with it. Okay, okay. I, wh- why no? Why uh, those guys over Ramirez? Or what's why is Ramirez slightly below those guys? For you? I just have a little bit of trepidation about his lack of hard contact at some point uh, coming back to bite him. He's just not quite as elite as the uh, the other guys there. You know, thirty six percent last year, six percent barrel. I just wonder at some point the home runs may dip down in the low twenties, and then he becomes uh, he. And the steals are really nice, and he's a great player. I love him, but I just think there's a little bit there, and the, the low strikeouts are just elite. The average will always be there. I just think he has a little bit more home run downside than the other guys do. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So it's uh, just a personal thing. I would have, I, there's people like Jose Ramirez first, and I would, I mean, third base, you know, what was he, 29, 20 last year, 36, 27 the year before. Um, I just think he's got a little bit, uh, a little bit less kind of automatic um, offensive production than the other guys do. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's see. Some uh, quick other news notes. Uh, Fernando Tatis, bruised knee, should be back on Monday. Sounds like he's fine. Um, do you put Tatis in your top 22 when we're talking about that uh, group? Are you willing to take him? Yeah, that's the tough part, though. I mean, I, I haven't been willing to take him so far. We got another set of uh, Rotowire Roundtable rankings due uh, coming up soon. And I am intrigued now. I have to pull up and see where did I have him last time because I, I want to say the answer is no, but. I have Tatis at no, I have him at 21. So yes, okay. I will take him. Yeah, I, he's, I like, he's like, he's like, I'm looking at the, like the draft champions ADP the last couple weeks and he's like pick 18 right now. So I think that there'll be someone that takes him. I just don't know if I had, I had like pick 21, 22, if I wanted to be forced into that decision. Yeah. And that's just the thing though, too. It's like, I haven't been forced in the decision. I haven't drafted at the wheel yet. I haven't drafted 14th yet. He's always gone by pick 18. You know, you know, I don't even think I've, you know, the last time I drafted 13th was a while ago. Do you think I, right now Cole is 15, Corbin Burns is 17. You think those are like nine, 10, 11, 12 picks in a, in a main event coming up? Do you think those guys move up four or five picks? Or do you think they kind of stick at the turn? They'd probably move up, but uh, I, I still argue there's a non-zero chance we have at least one main with, a, with zero pitchers in the first 15. One main. That's all I ask. Uh, it's going to be... It's, so it's what, not a great chance. What you have to do is get the turn and you got to take the pitcher second. So you make sure it stays out of the first round. <laughs> I'll be, I will be a one man guarantor yeah. of no bet. I'm yeah, not even going to bet on it, but make yeah. sure you take the, take the hitter first when you do your two picks, but yes. um, cause that would count. Yes, that would count. So uh, let's see. Vlad Guerrero felt a uh, good running the bases on Sunday. Sounds like he'll be good for opening day. It seems like uh, we're probably uh, trending pretty good there. Um, Starling Marte, scary. It's a, it took a, a hit by a pitch to the head. I was negative for concussion. That's obviously something we got to watch for a little bit. Those have been uh, those have been tough ones over the years because those just kind of linger. And you just, it's hard to really know, you know, when a guy is fully back and it can be tough. But it sounds like he he came back and hit really well that uh, that game. He came back and he get two home runs or a home run or something or a double or something like that. Uh, but he is kind of up in the air at the moment. He is, and you know, obviously he's coming back from double groin surgery too. So uh, you <laughs> no, know, that's not not sounding like a fun off season, by the way. No negative. Uh, Negative. That would have been such a good Oscars reference right there. You should have just done it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to go there, but did they? I didn't see the new one yet, so I don't know. Did they say that phrase? I, I don't even know what to do with the fact you haven't seen the new one yet. I know. I suck. So good. I haven't seen anything. So uh, fun. Just fun. All right. I will definitely see. Well, you know what? Obviously, we're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to get a chance to see it. Don't it's going to be out there again. It's out now. It's, I mean, it's out. It's on, um, it's streaming now. Where is it streaming? Paramount Plus, I think. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I don't want to pay for yet another streaming app. I mean, it, you didn't you your daughter daughter watch all the Marvels movies, right? So you guys like fun, big. You guys, yeah. You guys oh, like yeah. It. Yeah, we will. We're behind on Marvel, too, by the way. But that's just. Yeah, I kind of am, too. Because they kind of the last ones weren't as great. So uh, you guys, you got to go watch stuff. Guys. It's just fun. I will. Everybody loves it. So I will. I will watch it. I mean, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but it's just really, really fun. Oh, it's and it's, fun actually, it's actually yeah. pretty well done, too. So it's yeah. uh, a lot of a uh, lot of good callbacks. Um, let's see, uh, Anthony Rizzo scratch with a cranky back. Sounds like, uh, like every Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday morning for me, but, uh, I just, uh, not what you want to see, uh, right away in the spring training, but I'm sure it'll be fine, but that's just something to keep an eye on. But no, I, I don't I hate backs. Well, and it's Rizzo's got a history yeah. too. I mean, it's not just like, this is a first time. Oh, he's got a back now, but it's, he's had a back a few times. Yeah. That's definitely one to uh, just make sure you look at and make sure he's playing full time before you, sure. uh, before you jump it back in that market. Um, Lastly, Lance McCullers uh, starting a throwing program on Saturday. Um, do you find yourself uh, taking him at a discount anywhere? Are you just kind of fully all out here. What are you doing with McCullers at the moment? I'm not taking him. I, um, I, I haven't had him yet. Uh, so I, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, he was great when he came back last year. Yeah. But then, you know, he, he's at 350 right now. I mean, I guess it. I mean, that there, there, there's a price, but I mean, you know, it's just the, the delayed return. It's the same thing as before with the forearm. I guess in a in a redraft, he's not on my board. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a spot I, like you say if I take him in the in the twenties where I'm like, you know what? There's everybody here is so bad. Right. I can just I can, if I have to drop him after three weeks, I drop him. But um, I just probably I just hate going to this. So many pitchers get hurt anyway. I just don't want to start the season with a guy who's not who's hurt already. Yeah, and uh, let me. And the corollary here is I'm totally all over Hunter Brown. In fact, okay. I'm ticked. I, I, there was uh, Gray Albright snagged him from me in Raz Slam. Uh, I think I, I've been getting them everywhere else. I kind of went, I, I went a little early on them in, uh, in yogurt. Although like <laughs> definitely a couple of people said that they were going to get them. So I was never getting them if I didn't go early on them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think Hunter Brown finds a way to stay in that rotation even after McCullers comes back. Yeah, man, I think it just depends. Obviously, he was really good last year. He called up. It was a small amount of innings, but he was really good in the minors, too. He was what uh, whip under 1-1, a 2-5-5 ERA, and AAA with a ton of strikeouts. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of upside right there. If he's good, they're not just going to take him out. The Astros are not dumb by any means. Yeah, I, I, yeah. so Hunter Brown is who we're talking about there when we say he. And, uh, yeah, definitely want some shares of him. I want to – you know, every Astros pitcher, I you know, even Urquidy, who doesn't strike out that many guys, I'll still take for the price. Yeah, they just, uh, they just, uh, unfortunately, they know what they're doing. I, uh, somebody made fun of me on Twitter, uh, last week about, uh, Astro Shade. And I just, I'm just jealous. It's just the way it is. It's just, uh, you know, as an A's fan, they have all the nice things and we have none of them. So it's the way it goes. But, uh, let's jump into targets. Uh, this is what everybody, uh, everybody wants to hear. They want to talk about, uh, some players that we are talking about drafting. Last week was a lot of players we're not drafting. Uh, let's start a catcher. I'm going to start with you. I've got a couple names, each position, so you can go first here. Uh, give me a catcher that you find yourself uh, not only you know taking leagues, but for someone you're like you go into a league and you're like, ah, I'm gonna try and find myself uh, finding getting him at the price. Okay, well I'm gonna give you an early one and a late one oh, or middle you. one. Coming prepared, I love it. Yeah, I try. Yeah, every once in a while. Uh, early Sal Perez. I, right. I, I I think he. You know, we talked about the not going after Rushman. 
the, the corollary is I'll take Perez at the same price. I think Perez outproduces Rushman this year, especially in terms of power. I understand he won't, he won't match happy fun ball levels. He doesn't have to, to be worth that price. Uh, I like a lot of catchers this year though. So if I don't get Perez, I'm not hurt by that too much. Although we play in two catcher leagues, so you got to get two of them. Yep. An ideal pairing for me is Sal Perez and my second catcher, uh, Gabriel Moreno. Uh, I'm not, not going to do late catcher because you already got mine. So we're, we're I'm gonna boom, only give, you an, early, only give right. you an early one. That's beautiful. I love it. Hey, the guy has great bat control, great, great batting eye. Gabriel Moreno is someone I'm definitely going to have a lot of unless <laughs> unless everybody else takes him from me there. So, uh, but uh, the, the, the question for him is just twofold. One, playing time because Carson Kelly isn't gone away yet. Uh, and two, power. You know, but I think if he hits for batting average, I don't, I care about the power, but I don't care, care about the power. I, uh, I fully agree with you. If he's going to hit for batting average, he's my second catcher and he's picked 242 right now uh, in DCs over the last uh, couple weeks. That's uh, the 16, 17 round. I love him as a second catcher, or if you punted catcher, like I love him as you, you grab him as your first catcher. If you just missed everybody and you waited. Um, I love getting him too. It's one of those things like I'm just, you know, he's a stud prospect. Give me the pedigree, pedigree at that price. If it's for an average, I don't really care. I mean, like you said, I don't I care about the power, but I don't care about the power. And I think at some point, you know, he's, just, I mean, huge batting average in the minors. Hit 315 in, in 2022 with a K rate under 17%. Um, and then hit 373 in, in double A in, in, uh, in 145 plate appearance. Um, he's just been, you're right. Like you said, great batting eye. I think the batting average is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, question uh, from keeping it fresh. That's how many uh, plate appearances do you see him get him? I've got him for 361 for what it's worth. Now I would take the, ooh, I mean, it's a really good, it's a good line. Thank you. But I take Thank the, you. I take the over if I had to bet it. Yeah. Uh, question. Oh, uh, how are you handling the position generally? Are, how do you feel like, do you take an early catcher or do you, are, what do you, what do you consider early? Uh, top 100. Uh, probably not because I like a couple of guys right outside of the top 100 I'm about to talk about, but okay, I don't dislike the, and it's funny because usually I'm like, oh, I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy catcher. But like, I think Rio Muto's a stud. I, I think Will Smith is just insanely consistent. His two years are just like exact replicas and yep. both really good. Um, I even kind of like Wilson Contreras. I usually don't. I like that. But the two guys I like right outside the top 100, I like William Contreras and I like Sean Murphy. They're like picks 119 like and 120. It's kind of that spot, eighth, ninth round. Like it's a good spot to get my catcher. I just think Contreras got traded to Milwaukee. Good place to hit. And the, the playing time is open there more than it was with uh, with Darno. Um, hit 20 home runs in 376 plate appearances. You just look at the you look at the underlying metrics. I mean, it's just legit. Uh, 84th percentile hard hit rate of 46%, 91st percentile barrel guy. I mean, that's not just among catchers, that's among all hitters. Like that's really impressive. The strikeouts are an issue. There's no doubt about it. The only thing is you look at his minor league numbers and they were a little bit less. And we see that with guys, you know, kind of their first couple times through their first year or two, they really strike out a lot more. And then you just, there are some guys that kind of regress back to his minor league numbers. He was definitely lower in the minors, um, some low twenties in there. So I think maybe. You know, he's not going to go to 20%. Maybe he goes to like 23, 24%, something like that. Um, you look at his, uh, you know, the XBA is a concern. That's 234. So the Babbitt was high last year. He's not going to hit 278, but give me like 245 and a bunch of bombs. I think, I think it works out really well in that park in that lineup. And hell, he might hit fourth. Yeah. That that tier is great. Uh, Matt Leahy points out. I agree. I mean, there's a lot of good catchers in that range. Super H80J says, I'll wait for Cal Rally. Uh, what do you think about Rally? Uh, I was about to pull him up there. Um, I think the ADP on rally is about right, um, but I think the batting average is scary as hell. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I he hear you on that. Twenty nine half percent last year, massive fly ball guy. So that helps the home runs. I think the power will be there. Um, you know, it's pretty legit. He was ninety six percentile barrel guy last year. So like really, really legit power. Um, I just think that two ten is very much in play. Yeah, it is. Uh, but there, that's true. With a lot of catchers also. I will get them at ADP or lower. ADP right now is one sixty. Uh, now keep in mind, we play in leagues where you're required to roster two catchers. Yeah. Do not pay 160 for a league uh, in a league where you, you can only only have to re- roster one catcher. Wait, yes. either get the early guy or wait, 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 wait. Yeah, um, yeah if you're a 12 team, it only starts one catcher. You only start in 12 catchers total. And what is uh, what's Cal Raleigh? Cal Raleigh is the 12th catcher. So like the, you don't you don't need to push anyone up like that because nobody's gonna take a second catcher in a one catcher league. You can, it's kind of like uh, tight end in football. If you don't get one of the top ones, just wait. They're all kind of the same as uh, you get towards the back. Right. And if someone does take a second one, first of all, laugh at them. Yeah. Secondly, uh, you know, go ahead. That's fine. It, you can get Travis Darno or, or our guy Moreno later, yeah. or Vasquez or Heim or whatever. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think that it's it's very important that uh, we're talking two catcher leagues here, and that's uh, that that is key. Um, I do like Sean Murphy too. I think that uh, what I liked is the second half last year. He really adjusted. He was better. He dropped his K rate a lot last year, five percent. Um, you know, he clearly uh, clearly struggled in twenty twenty one. A lot of strikeouts. The batting average was low, and um, it popped up nicely last year. Hit two fifty. Batting the strikeout rate went down to twenty percent. I do think he adjusted a lot, and he's just moving to a a better place to hit, a better lineup, a better situation overall. He might split some time with Travis Darno, but you know, they didn't trade for Sean Murphy to sit him very much. I think he's going to play plenty. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I think that's my, there's some good ones there. What about first base? Um, a lot of first basemen in this mix. Uh, who do you find yourself uh, gravitating towards? Okay. So we're going to, I'm, I'm, I, I take a lot of early ones. Uh, I don't mind that. I got to get, I have had Olsen a couple of times. I, I don't, wouldn't mind Alonzo if I'm in the second round. I've taken Freeman in the first round before. All these things are palatable, but. That doesn't help anybody. So let's go middle tier and late middle I tier. I, I tried to pick very few guys that were in the top two rounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, middle tier. I'm going to take your Vaughn a decent amount. Uh, even though I understand there's some concerns about the, like, the quality of contact. I just feel like he's on a nice progression. There's a lot of white sock feels here, uh, by the way. Uh, and late, I'm going to go Tristan Casas a lot. Oh, and, I like that. Yeah, really. And you get him really, really late. Uh, he's the 26 uh, first baseman eligible player to go, uh, usually around pick 220. Uh, so, but uh, you know, good part of the lineup there. Uh, I, I great batting eye, amazing batting eye. And uh, granted, in an OBP league, he, he'd be worth a hell of a lot more than a batting average league. But even in a batting average league, which, which is most everybody, I still think there's growth potential there. I, I think there's he's got the job, and I think he'll be in a good spot in the lineup too. Yeah, I, I like those. I like those myself too. The guy that I'm going to talk about uh, about pick 129 over the last couple of weeks. Um, I love Christian Walker this year. Uh, yeah, been, been I have him too. big bounce back season last year. Hit 36 home runs, 94 RBI, hit 242. Uh, but I just like all the trends. The, the hard hit rate. Someone just hit a three run homer from Mexico. Manessis again. You can't stop Joey Manessis. He's um, also first base eligible, but I used him as an go. outfield target. So uh, uh, that would have been really good timing right there as we we're talking first base. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I guess he's for real, Scott. Uh, Oh, Brady Singer. Brady Singer's pitching. Yeah, 
uh, not, not a, for long. A fate of mine right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Christian Walker, um, you know, the, the hard hit rate bounced back up to 44%, bail rate up 5% to 11.5%. He dropped his K rate 4%, under 20%. I don't think people realize that Christian Walker was an under 20% uh, strikeout guy last year. Like, that's really impressive. Drop swing strike rate 3%. Um, hits a lot of fly balls. It helps the home runs. Um, he's got, uh, you know, some batting average upside, I think. His career batting at Babbitt was 287. Last year was 248. If you look at, I know the batting average wasn't good last year, but his XBA last year was 66 percentile. So it was not bad at all. Um, his chase rate went for the 46 percentile to the 82nd percentile. He did a lot less chasing. Uh, I think 2022 looks really good. I know 21, 21 is still in the mix, but uh, I think he's got a little bit more upside than he had. Uh, definitely a target for me at 127. I think that's like the ninth round. Uh, I'd love to get him in the ninth round. Yeah, I would too. Uh, and that, that, that I love that range. I like I Vaughn. Too. I like Crone. I like Walker. You know, I like I like actually like Nate Lowe at the price too. I think that yeah. uh, I looked at Nate Lowe thinking that I'm like oh this I'm gonna you know poke some holes in this season. I couldn't. I think he just he's become really solid. Yeah, it, it's a great round. Um, <laughs> Brady Singer now off my board. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so funny. But I, uh, uh, he was uh, he was one of the names I had as a fade last week. We didn't get to him, but I do not. Uh, I'm not a Brady Singer guy at all. Yeah, uh, uh, Manessa killed that ball. By the way, I know he not as, the first one. He killed even more. I think too. He's yeah. That's oh, all the bat flip too. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, <laughs> go Manessas. That's funny. You're like yeah. you're like a second. You're like a second behind me. Um, so. Manessis's uh, uh, ADP is two nineteen right now. It's gonna go up. How how early does it? How high does he go now? Just based on today's game. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, I think there's some people that are gonna be like, for the you know, like he wasn't on their board, or you know, hey, just a late bloomer. Who cares? Don't trust the Nats. All that. Uh, yeah, there's gonna he, he's he's definitely going up. I bet you he goes in the top. I bet you he goes in the top 175, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up in the around 150 after the, all this. I I think it really wow. will move. I don't, think he'll, I don't think he'll move quite that much just because there's a bunch of names there. I don't think he'll jump, but yeah, I mean he could jump uh, some names there. So I, I want there's a guy in here that I do like. I want to talk. They're to all about. Watching, watching the Oscars. We're fine. We're yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> Um, Miguel Vargas is about, uh, it was like pick 240. Now he's about pick 205. Um, as I look at this guy, I know he's got the injury right now and he, we need to, we need to get him fully healthy, but he's got a huge opportunity for playing time here. He's going to yep. be the second baseman if he can get healthy here in the next week or so. So he's got some time to ramp up, but I mean, look at this dude. This guy was an absolute stud in the minors. 16, 17 home runs, uh, 16 stolen bases last year, scored a hundred runs in 113 games, um, and hit 304, hit about 320 in the minors in 2021 with 23 bombs, 11 stolen bases. Really good K-rate guy, really good walk guy. He's legit fast, too. 94th percentile sprint speed. He was up for a little bit in the, in the majors last year, so that got that that got uh, taken down. Um, I think it's a great spot for him. I love I, – he, he's, he's moved up. I still love him in here. You're talking, you know, round 13, 14, somewhere in there. I, I love it. And you're going to get first base. You're going to get second eligibility pretty quick. Covers your middle and corner. Um, I like Miguel Vargas a lot. I think he's going to be a stud right away. Trust the Dodgers, right? Uh, almost always trust the Dodgers. Yep. Draft him as a first baseman. And get the, just remember that you only get him there to start. Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna want him in that middle second base. It's just a nice thing to have. So, um, yeah, I like uh, I like Vargas a lot. Um, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of first baseman, but he's the one for me in the middle rounds that I find myself kind of moving towards. Sure. 
Before we get into second base, let's uh, a quick note from our sponsors at Underdog. Uh, the fantasy baseball season is underway, and there's no better place to play than Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now, Underdog has MLB best ball tournaments, including live, the including the Dinger, which has five hundred thousand dollars in total prizes. In best ball, all you do is join a contest, draft your team, and that's it. There are no waivers, no trades, and no in-season management. You draft 20 rounds of players and get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup. That's three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex each week of the regular season. Getting started is simple. Go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code RWMLB, and not only underdog double your initial deposit up to $100, but you'll also get free six months of a Roto-Wire subscription for free. Again, that's underdog fantasy promo code RWMLB. Draft your $100,000 dinger team today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So second base, Jeff, second base is a problem position for me. I do not find myself liking a lot of guys. So I'm going to go first here because there's not a lot of guys I like. So if you take mine, I could be in trouble and there'll be bad content. I think, I, I think we have the same guy, by the way. But I'd I'm going to go ahead. I'd be surprised if we did. Okay, because – okay, go ahead. Tell me. Uh, we might. I may have said something last week. I don't remember. Uh, my guy here is someone I have not drafted the last couple years because I wasn't really buying into their kind of freak big year. But I like Glaber Torres this year. Okay, it's definitely not the same guy. Uh, I did not think it's going to be the same guy. <laughs> I did not think you're a Glaber, but you look at Torres, and last year was 24 home runs, 10 stolen bases. He now has back to back years of double digit steals, and maybe the new rules help that even a little bit more. Um, but you look at the the metrics career high uh, hard hit rate last year at 45%, 10.7% barrel, 
The K's inched up a little bit, but still 22.5%. You know, not great, but still pretty workable there. Um, big fly ball bump up to 46%. So you get the fly ball bump, you get more hard contact, you get more home runs. He was clearly more aggressive. I really like the approach change right? when I looked at Doris deeply. He swung at 28% of uh, first pitches in 2021, 40% of first pitches last year. Like he clearly changed uh, how he was going to, how he was uh, kind of approaching at bats, getting a little more aggressive, getting good pitches to hit rather than being patient. I like that. Um, you know, hard hit rate was uh, 77% last year. First time he's ever been over the 40 fifth percentile he was definitely a different guy last year adp is about uh about 109 if he keeps the hard contact numbers and gets 10 steals um in that lineup i think he's a target for me pretty quickly and i'm from i'm someone who has not targeted glaber in multiple years in that lineup is the phrase that it caught my ear there a little bit because Are i don't think not- that Yankees lineup is that good i think it's okay uh all right i um i think I think it, uh, they have, like, if everything goes right, it could be a great lineup. Sure, when you got Volpe hitting third and Jason Dominguez hitting fourth. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, like, if Peraza or Cabrera ends up being really good, you know, that's fine. Uh, does uh, Josh Donaldson have a better year, too? Uh, DJ LeMay, who returned to form? Yeah, you're yeah. right. There's more There's more question marks in that lineup than, than normal. Anthony Rizzo? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that could go sideways or forward. If Glaber leads off, like the bottom half of the line doesn't really matter that much to him, right? True. I mean, I guess driving guys in, it would matter, but he's hitting, you know, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, whoever it may be. But yeah. you're right. It's not as deep as it used to be. But uh, I like Torres. I, I find myself not liking a lot of second basemen as I go through. I find a lot of them, they're overpriced. And he's kind of the first guy that I jump on a pick 109. That's about the, you know, I don't know. What is that? The seventh, eighth round, somewhere in the little bit uh, early eighth round. Uh, I, I do like finding myself liking Torres. So who, who's your guy that you thought mine was going to be? Well, I thought the cover photo of this was uh, Brandon Lau. Maybe it was a different Ray, but uh, is, it is a different Ray. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, my my photo. I, obviously, a, I don't know the faces very well. It but is a is a, is a pitching Ray. How now, Brandon Lau? Uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, I I think he's a, just a good bounce back candidate. A lot of power late. Um, I am willing to go early second baseman, and I know you're not. Um, yeah. so I that's why I was surprised when you said that you struggled because I thought you had like copious second baseman middle or late. I, uh, after I, your... was, I was hoping to, and I uh, I find myself struggling with second base. I'm it's gonna be pitching that I'm going to be I'm gonna have to figure out some late guys because I'm not gonna take an early one. I'm gonna have to find a couple of guys I really like, and it's it's, it's a digging in for the next uh, 10 days here before uh, we head to uh, Las Vegas. All right, fair enough. And allow I, I, I so he was overpriced last year, even if he didn't get all hurt, but you know, he's now going in like the one sixties, one seventies. You got the warts that come with it a little bit, but he's one of those guys. I think it'll benefit from the shift limitations yeah, uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I strikeouts are a concern. He doesn't run. So I'm really selling this pick really well, but uh, uh, I just but, think I mean, there's good cheap power at- late. And the, the key is that he he did drop his strikeout rate almost like four and a half percent last year, and that was his one big issue. So if you get that and you you jump up, you bump up the hard hit, maybe back to twenty twenty one, you combo that, it, it can work out pretty. Easy. I think the I think the lack of power last year was an injury thing and not really something that I'd be worried about. I mean, he had thirty nine home runs the year before. I uh, as I go through here, there's like I don't like this guy, I don't like this guy. I'm fine with Lau at his ADP, not a super target, but I that is one that. Uh, if I'm in those rounds, I'd be willing to take two. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up with uh, India in a league, and I'm okay with that at ADP or later, um, which is possible. There's a slew of guys in that range that I am I find is palatable. Um, I don't find – like, Rojas is palatable for me. Drury is pal- pal- palatable for me. Cronenworth, Marte, all those guys, yeah, I can see it. But, you know, if India goes, like, 160, then no. But if it's, like, 180, sure. 
So I want uh, I want there to be a path that uh, Christopher Morel gets a job in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the player a lot. Right now, he's, he's kind of looking maybe like a utility guy on the outside looking in. I know the strikeouts are huge, but 13.5%. But he was 16 home runs, 10 stolen bases last year. Like, I, that's a very quiet – you know, for that good of a line, that's a pretty quiet – he was pretty quiet last year, 425 plate appearance. I know he hit 235. But as a late second baseman, if you've got – you know, you don't need batting average from you need, uh, you know, some some power, a little bit of speed – um, I like him as a as a late middle guy. So if I kind of if I find myself and I totally get shot at in second baseman, uh, I do like him late. I don't want him to be my starting second baseman. I like Morel a lot too. Yeah, but yeah. I like the profile. I, I like anybody that hits the ball that hard. And maybe you can figure out. You look a little bit uh, in the minor league numbers. The strikeouts were high, but not quite as high. He can get down to like 25 percent. I think he becomes a pretty interesting fantasy guy at least. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, there's multiple pathways for him though too. I mean, current yeah. current one is Suzuki's hurt. A little bit yeah. so that that kind of grants him some playing time wisdom was hurt a little bit and wisdom is not a sure thing at third base um uh, the problem is second base is kind of closed off for him now because nico horner is there and i like nico horner i think he's a solid player i think he was and he's a really good defender um and so i, I don't think he loses that job yeah with him and swanson there the middle infield at bats just fully went away yeah uh what about uh let's jump over to third base we're talking about the hot corner here um I think uh, I made my case earlier that uh, I badly want Austin Riley, but that's not going to be really surprising. So I'm not going to use that as my guy, but I, uh, I love Austin Riley this year. I'd even move him up a little bit from ADP. Um, I just think everything is, everything is great last year. Everything's getting better. Um, I just, I think the, the ceiling on him is power wise. is just as, as, as high as anybody else in baseball right now. Uh, Would you take who, Riley's over Devers or Riley uh, over Devers? Riley over Devers and Riley over Machado. Over Machado. Okay. Yeah. That you want to be around the turn then. Well, I don't, and I hope nobody takes Riley before I can get him. Okay, well, but yeah, yeah, if I if I if I was at the turn, I think I would just jump it and do it. I probably wouldn't take him ahead of Freeman, but it's like right after that. Yeah. All right, let's go a little lower. Yeah, um, please. So, so I I'll have a mid tier one, Gunnar Henderson. I want a lot of him. I have I, had uh, some him a few times. I like, I like that one a lot. I like that one more than I thought I would when I when I dug into him. Yeah, I remember you telling saying yeah. something about that last week when we were dinging Bregman. You're yes, like, that's just true. Take, just take Henderson there. Um, uh, can we talk Lloyd. about Bregman as a fade again? I like talking about that. <laughs> um, I'm okay with uh, Suar- the Suarez and Chapman, Eugenio Suarez and Matt Chapman. Um, I don't really love anything after that. So maybe you can unearth a gem for me here uh, because – I think I want to have that position addressed early. So you actually mentioned the guy that I do really like, and you're probably not going to be surprised when I say it's Matt Chapman, but yep. um, I like what I saw last year. He hit uh, the th- a third straight rough batting average year, but the strikeouts went down again, still high, 27.5%, but going down. Um, I really like the swinging strike rate fell. It's down to 10.8%, closer to his 2018, 2019 levels when he wasn't a complete batting average drain. Um, you look at the hard contacts, it's back up where it was, 50.7%, 97th percentile hard hit, uh, 13% barrel guy, 88th percentile there. Um, you know, a lot of fly balls. That's probably tough for the batting edge, but good for the pop. Um, sprint speed, 77 percentile. I wonder if these new rules maybe give him a couple of stolen bases. I know he's never been a stolen base guy, but I think he might steal five this year. And that uh, that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, still a great walk guy. You know, as, as much as he struggled with the batting average, he's still 11 percent walk rate. So the eye is still there. Uh, the power is real. And I think there's enough hints of a not horrible batting average that I think like 245 and 30 are in play. And at pick uh, pick 150, I'll take that every day. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Uh, I want to have the position addressed by then. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. And you're going to see because of the attention that position provides Jordan Walker is going to keep going higher and higher. If he gets that, 
Um, what about Josh Young? Uh, comment in the uh, in the chat uh, about Josh Young. Uh, any interest I, in him? Uh, yeah, as I've read a little bit more, I mean, I wonder if last year was just an injury thing, but I mean, the bat, yeah. the strikeout rate was absurd when he came up, but it was so few at bats, 100, 100 plate appearances, 38% strikeouts, rate's pretty rough, but I mean, this guy that was a big prospect, it sounds like maybe he wasn't fully healthy last year, um, but if I were to drop a little bit, I actually like uh, Alex, Alec Bohm in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I like uh, I like the I like the trends here. The, the you liked hit. him last year too, right? I did, and it was uh it was not great. It was 13 home runs. He had 280 though, so like there's at least he gave you something for a category. He was taken pretty late too. I think I got him in the the high teens rounds. He scored 80 runs and had a 280 batting average. So he didn't kill anybody, but 13 homers and two steals from your corners is not a not really a great thing. But I just think that uh, I like he dropped the strikeout rate nine percent. That was his issue in 2021. Um, he can mix. 2021's hard contact with 2020 strikeouts, we really got something that might be tough. You know, those two might not go together. Um, but I think he's someone that was, he was an elite prospect. He's a third overall pick in 2018. So um, I'm willing to take a, take a shot on Bohm as my corner or my, if I, I get shut out on third base early. Okay. I mean, it's a great lineup and it'll be better even when Harper gets back. Yeah. Of course, when Harper gets back, that's like, there's that tension for playing time a little bit too, but uh, yeah. You want, you want one more? So just we're giving out all kinds Why of. Why not? Players. Let's go. Um, I like Ryan McMahon in Colorado. Um, he's going to play okay. second base now too. So he's going to get uh, second and third base eligibility as they move guys around. I forgot um, he doesn't have it right now. He does not have his only third base to, to start the year. I, I just think a lot of hard contact uh, playing in cores, you know, maybe he strikes out too much, but you know, bumps that batting average up a little bit playing cores. If he hits 250, I mean, he, he's got a chance at 25 home runs. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to, he's going to win any leagues at that spot, but a pick 190, 198, 200 right in there. Um, I think he's uh I think he's a solid pick in there. Someone that uh, I love you get the corner in the middle after a couple weeks here. I think he's palatable. I just think that if he's not going to break out, you know, we've seen, he is what he is at this point in time. I, I guess that's fine. It, it, it's like the, okay, I missed on my targets. I'll take McMahon. Yeah. And with Brennan Rogers out, I just like the fact you're going to get uh, third base and, yep. and second base. Yeah. And I agree with that. And, you know, and even like Renhefo is the same way a little bit there too. Although I don't think he's great. I think Mayhew's palatable there. Um, I don't want to have to do that though. I've done that a couple of leagues and I, I'd rather have a strength there because I don't feel like any one of those are like, yes, I've got that guy. Are you in any way back in on Yuan Moncada at third base? Uh I, I want. I, I, I can I, understand the concept. I, I want uh, to be so badly, and every time I look, I'm like, "Why am I looking at this?" It's, I can't force myself into it. No, I guess not. I haven't yet. Let's just say I haven't. I and mean, I've every. I, I know he had the long COVID and all that, and there's only uh, there's only so much you could. There's been three, three years since that. I don't know. Um, someone in the chat mentioned McMahon's a product of cores. I don't doubt that, but he's still in cores. So yeah, um, and he's not going. Think, no, he's he, not. I would. I would assume he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, you know, I'd take, you mentioned Makata, give me Andy Diaz for basically the same price. Okay. Um, even Isak Paredes over him and you get three positions. Yeah. If I got fully stuck down here, I would take a shot on Josh Donaldson at uh, pick 400. I think that uh, the chance of a bounce back is not zero. And if you, you'd be able to tell after three weeks, if you just want to drop him back. Yeah. I'd, I'd say a little tip is when you're drafting your reserves, make sure you get a third base eligible guy as a second one. If you didn't get one early. Yeah. Um, I always go with opposite of whatever my corner infielder is. I go with the opposite on the bench. I try exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'd even make, I might even get an extra one just in case, especially if I waited on third base, just, you know, you never know um, because someone will be fine in there, but we don't, I don't necessarily know who it is. So I might as well have an extra one in there perhaps. 
So we jump over to uh, to over to shortstop. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit here and take a guy a little bit or talk about a guy a little bit earlier than I think we normally do, but I really love him. Uh, who do you like at shortstop? Who's your guy here? Um, okay, so Seager, and I think you agree. That's my that's my one. I'm going to talk about in a second. Yes. Okay, so I'll let you talk about him. Nothing after Nico Horner when you look at ADP until you get all the way to Oswaldo Peraza. Like I don't like Baez for the price. I don't like Estrada for the price. Tovar maybe could work out. Stott is more of a second base for me. Abrams I don't like. Uh, yeah, Mateo could lose his job halfway through the as, season. As good as shortstop is early, it just stops being good. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, That's why I'm really saying does. like nothing after Horner, really. I don't want them to be my starting shortstop, at least. Uh, I agree there. Uh, so who do you like? So I like almost everything before that, though. Okay. Like, I like Jeremy. Yeah, I like Willie Adamas a lot, um, but Seager, I know you're going to, you and I agree. So let you yeah. talk about him. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Seager. I know that you don't get stolen bases. That's the one thing. It's got to be the right team. You, you know, not no stolen bases from your shortstop is a tough thing to deal with, but career high uh, home runs last year, but only, you know, a career low in batting average, but you look at his bat at 242. He never had a bat over under 300 his entire career. Last year was 242. So take away just random luck regression plus the shift. I think that uh, that bounces back to where it used to be. Um, hard hit rate was down a little bit, but still 45 and a half percent. The bell rate is still over 10%. I love his K rate was down. He had 33 home runs while dropping his K rate to 15 and a half percent. Um, I mean, his stat cast page is super red. You love that, except for the, the whiff and the chase race. He does he does chase a little bit. But, I mean, his you look at his batting average last year, was 245. His X batting average was 283, 96th percentile. It was the most freaky down batting average year. It's just not going to happen again. The power is there. I love this profile. In the fourth round, he's probably my biggest target uh, that we have on the board in a, in a certain round. Yeah. Um, I, I've drafted him multiple times in the fourth round in 15-team leagues. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, labor, uh, I, I took him. I took him also in uh, FSGA. Um, and I think I took him one other league. And I think, you know, I think I took him in some of my 12s. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, it's one. It's a weird problem that if you get, uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head really quick, but if you get a an early pick, it's really hard to get him because you're going to pick 29, 30, you know, 28, 32, whatever it is. And you're probably going to go that early, but he's gone by the time you get back. So it's one of those things in, in a snake league, you know, in auction, in auction, you could just get him. I mean, a straight draft, you're in the wrong spot. It's tough to get him, even, even if he's a big target. For yeah. So um, I found myself liking Adamas too. I didn't know that I fully was going yeah, to. And as I've, I've looked a little bit deeper, um, great park to hit in. Um, you know, he's got a, he's, he's pretty fast too. So I think the, the this new rules might help him in stolen bases. Um, I just, everything you look at, really legit, 13% barrel rate, 90th percentile there. Um, you know, and he, he could have been better. His Babbitt was low last year. It was 278, career average 325. So maybe the batting average bounced a little bit back too. That was the one thing that was a problem. He had 238, but I mean, if he hits 255, like this is a crazy good profile. Yeah, it is. It really is. So yeah, I, I, give me, give me some of that. I mean, I thing is I, I, I probably want two short stops relatively early. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight that hard either. I mean, there's, especially if you don't like about, second base, I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt. My no, mind. that's good. The fall off is bad and you don't like second base. I mean, I don't think that's a crazy proposition either. Give me uh give me Seager and Jeremy Payne or something like that. I'd be pretty damn happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anybody late at shortstop? You mentioned there's not a lot of you like. I do like uh, Hassan Kim a little bit. Um, looks like he's going to be the second baseman with, uh, you know, Tatis playing center field. Xander, obviously, at shortstop. Uh, played a lot last year. It was it was not super great, but, you know, 11 home runs, 12 stolen bases. Didn't have a lot of hard contact. I just think he's one of those guys. He's 255 ADP. He's going to be second base and shortstop eligible. Um, 
I, I guess oh, is he second base and third base? Where is he eligible? Then he's third base and shortstop. That's right. So he's eligible yeah. at corner and uh, and middle. Then he'll get second base also. So he'll be second, short, and third after the first couple of weeks. I just think he's gonna be a he's, a he's a nice puzzle piece more than that. He's not gonna he's not gonna be huge. I think the, uh, there's a little more stolen base upside there. He's pretty fast, um, 79th percentile sprint speed. So I think maybe he instead of a 11 12, maybe he comes a 12 20 type of guy, and that would be uh, that'd be pretty huge at three positions in the back half of the draft. Yeah. I also like Oswaldo Pereira. Uh, 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 I like uh, excuse me. I- Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, and Oswald Peraza. It's impossible. Wrong every week, by the yeah, way. It's um, impossible. But I like Peraza a lot. I think he's a ten ten guy. Uh, I think he's the starting shortstop right now too. Yeah, uh, and you know, a start. You know, it, it's the one like underpriced Yankee that you can get out there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like him. You know, obviously he's gonna have to hit right away. Vol- the, the the shadow of Volpe lingers a little bit there. And he is certainly making that shadow bigger every day, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah. Um, but it could be, I, and that's one of the reasons why I'm a little lukewarm on uh, Glaber Torres. Actually, is you know it, it's a walk year for him uh, in a way. Yeah. It's like they, they they made a point of not giving him a long term deal. You know, I, got, I don't think I think it could of, go, they have a lot of young studs. Yeah, it could be Volpe Volpe Carrera, uh, Cabrera for the next six years. Is it Volpe? I don't know. I said Volpe. I think you might be right. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, with them and Dominguez, like they just have a lot of young studs. I mean, Cabrera and Peraza are both really exciting. It's a, mm-hmm. it could be a fun team by midseason if they uh, promote a bunch of these guys. Yep. Uh, let's jump into the outfield and starting pitchers uh, as we kind of finish up our targets here and talk about some more. But first, enough from our sponsors at Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for all kinds of baseball leagues, whether it be Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, or Best Ball Leagues. Are you coming from another service? Fantrax makes that easy as well as they can import any of your current leagues and customize as you need. Fantrax offers the most in-depth player pool in the industry, including minor league players. Need a customizable commissioner service for your fantasy league? Fantrax offers more customization than any other platform. You can alter your scoring system, how you do fab, head-to-head schedule, various categories you may like. Fantrax offers custom solutions for all that and more, and it's all free. Sign up for free today and be entered to win an official MLB signed jersey from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So be go to Fantrax.com slash Rotowire and sign up today. That's F-A-N-T-R-A-X. T-R-A-X.com slash Rotowire. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. All right, Jeff, let's split outfield into, into kind of early-ish and maybe later. Um, I wanted to cheat and go too early, but I'll maybe uh, I'll follow the rules. Um, who do you like in the, I don't know, the top 100 outfield? Eloy Jimenez, and I like that range Damn. too. Took mine right from out from under me. That's Boom. beautiful. I love Nailed it. it. That, no, I, you don't know how happy that makes me is when you agree I, with me. I, um, and the funny thing is, I was about to say I love that range. Yeah. It, it, it's beautiful. There's a lot of players I like in that area. Um, I, you know, I like Springer in that range too. Uh, who else do I like in that range? Um, Family, friend of the podcast, Teoscar Hernandez in that range. And don't say course. you don't like him because he'll be offended. Hey, Oscar. Uh, I do <laughs> like him quite a bit there. I like saying him. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that, those three right next, all, all next to each other. Boom, boom, boom. And they're, they're, they're like their own tier. And I would love to double tap the crap out of those three guys. I'd love yes. to take two of them. Yeah. I uh, really like him. Really like him quite a bit. Uh, so we, you know, you know like if I, I tell like, you if Eli plays the whole year and they tell me he leads the league of home runs, like that's not crazy, right? Right, and yeah. hitting three hundred while doing it too, yeah. perhaps. I mean, that's do the not thing. get batting average power combo guys in the spot. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're giving up something. You're giving up speed with Eli, but okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, you just have to understand that just to build build accordingly there. Um, Later, I w- I promise you, I wrote down Manessis before he homered twice tonight. Uh-huh. Sure you did. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a lot of Garrett Mitchell. His price has gone up. He, you know, he had the- he, is he okay? He had a hamstring or something like that? 
I don't know, actually. So I thought he had maybe, something this weekend. Yeah, it probably did. Um, a lot going on this weekend. I, I had the I had so a, a 35 busy. round score sheet draft yesterday. So you're too busy filling out your Oscar bracket. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know me. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. He's, he's okay. He's doing well. He's about to return the lineup in about a week. Oh, good. So. Okay. Left on Thursday. Uh, give me Jake Fraley too. Um, I, I, I will get some Fraley late. I like, uh, obviously I like the ballpark. I think he's going to bat third most of the season and even homered against the lefty the other day. He's batting third. That says something about the Reds, doesn't it? Oh, it says a lot of things about the Reds. But nothing we haven't said before, though. It was funny. The uh, the A's and Giants uh, Giants were on, and we were just in the house. And I told Christy, "Look up! I'm look up! The one A you know is hitting right now is Ramon Laureano." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." The rest of the lineup, the rest of the lineup is so so sad. Seth, we, like Seth, Seth Brown and Ramon Laureano, and that's about it. Nick and I brought up Nick Whalen and I brought up uh, the A's in uh, on the at Sirius XM show, and it inspired the question of who is the worst owner in professional sports, cool. uh, and. You know, he did get some. Fisher did get some nominations. Obviously, Danny I mean, Danny just, Boy is number one. I'm saying can't, can't be Dan Snyder, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Bob Nutting actually got a lot of mentions too. So who's he? Pirates. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that that I makes mean, sense. He's a, he's like career achievement award almost. So. Snyder's bad owner and bad human, so it's yes. a tough com- yes. tough combo to beat. But there's a lot of those in, in, in uh, professional Yeah, sports. he's probably not on his own. I <laughs> there's think... a lot more than you realize when you start seeing all the responses. Like, there's a lot of irritable out there for some of those people. But I uh, do not. James doubt Dolan, that. for instance. You know. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, yeah. In terms of on field, like ruining a team, Fisher's got to be pretty high up there because they oh, yeah. are a disaster. Um, I love Eloy too. I mean, you look at you look at players' 300 plate appearances last year. He's he was third in hard hit rate, 17th in barrels. Um, the power upside is huge, but you get it with a good batting average. Like you said, it's just, a, it's, a, you don't get that. You don't get that profile outside of the top two rounds very much. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he dropped his K rate to the lowest of his career. Um, 14% 0.7% barrel, 55% hard hit. It's just, it's really nice. But I'll, did you talk about him? I'll talk about Tioscar a little bit. Um, dude was a top 35 pick last year and he's fallen all the way down to like the, the high seventies, low eighties. I know he wasn't great last year, 267, 25 home runs, six stolen bases. Uh, you know, didn't kill you, but wasn't great. I took him in the main event, didn't kill me, but wasn't great. Uh, but his, his hard contact got better. It got more elite. He was 98th percentile hard hit, 94th percentile barrel rate. Um, the K's did jump back up. He swings and misses a lot. There's no doubt about that. We talked about that for years. Moved to Seattle as a tougher park. But you look at his batting average, he's 78th percentile. He hits the ball so hard that whenever he makes contact, he's got a pretty good chance to get a hit. Sprint speed, 84th percentile. I think he gets back to double-digit stolen bases here with the new rules. I think he's a guy that you know is fast. It didn't run as much last year. I think he's pretty banged up a bunch of times last year. Um, I think he gets back to 10, 12 stolen bases, and that makes a big difference in his range. Yeah, I agree. So Eloy or, or Teoscar, who if you both. have to choose both. I'm just you taking have to them choose both. For, which one goes first. Yeah, I know you you know love love all God's children the same, but you have to pick one anyhow. Eloy. Yeah, me too. But it's so close. And I, mean, I like Springer. You mentioned Springer's name. I like Springer in that range too. Yeah. The other guy I want to talk about that I do like, and it's uh, it's tough, is, is Christian Yelich. It, uh, it's about pick 118 in DCs right now. So the end of the eighth round, if I'm doing the math right, yeah, eighth round is 120. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he he's just, in this range, you just like, I, I feel like last year is kind of like, if you get that, like, okay. He, but he, the, 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 uh, the stolen bases are back a little bit last year, which I like to see. Maybe the new rules, um, another guy that, that helps a little bit. Um, but he had, uh, what do you have, 18 stolen bases, 19 stolen bases last year, only 14 home runs. Hit 255. Like he does it, he does it again. Like it's not a good pick at the price, but doesn't kill you. But 
at this range, I just think you're someone that like you know the upside is there. It's just one tweak, and it's the launch angle. It's always the same thing. In the years he hits some fly balls, he hits home runs. Still a 48% hard hit rate guy last year. Um, the strikeout rate is down from when it was in 2020 when he really, really struggled. He's still an elite walk guy. The plate discipline's really good. Um, I just think, you know, fly ball goes from 23 to 30%. You got a guy that's a third, fourth rounder. And I'm willing to take that chance. I think that uh, you know, I like that he played a full season last year, finally got in the field for 670 plate appearances. Um, I'm willing to take Yelich at the end of the eighth round and uh, with the thought that the upside's big and the floor is is not that much of a problem. Okay. Uh, it's the first time I've heard anybody say something positive about Yelich this year. Oh, so, right. you know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts just because I lack of bandwidth issues. But uh, You are always talking about sports. The last thing you want to do is listen to people talk about baseball probably. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's so much good work being done on our space. It's just, I just don't, I run out of time. Like I know you did one uh, with FTN that I haven't, I've, I've got like Mark to listen to, but you know, it was conference tournaments last week. I was, I'm not going to listen to a podcast when I can watch a game, you know? Uh, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I thought it was pretty good. We talked about uh, starting pitchers after pick 100 with Vlad Sedler on the FTN. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. It was pretty good. We talked about a lot of pitchers. Uh, Vlad, Matty Davis, Brock. They're all awesome. I mean, yeah. they're, they're great people too. Um, if I had to go super late and I get stuck and I need a corner, I actually think Seth Brown in Oakland, there's not many A's that I will mm-hmm. even talk about or consider drafting this year. Um, I think Seth, Bra- Seth Brown is one. Um, he hits a lot of fly balls, hits the ball pretty hard. He was a, a 90% barrel guy last year at 13%. The park hurts him. I know, but he also had 25 home runs last year. Um, you know, he strikes out too much. He's always gonna make the batting average a little tough. But I think the pop is real. This, this, the speed's a little sneaky. He's got, he's a 63rd percentile guy. So I think the, this, the, the stolen base mm-hmm. will probably repeat again. So if you get eight to 10, something like that, I think at uh, ADP kind of in the middle around 14, 15, I think it's pretty workable. You get double eligibility too. There's not many A's I'll draft, but he's one of them. Yeah. I was just going to say he's not a total zero in speed. Yeah. So yeah. And sneaky, uh, you know, everybody's uh, everybody's kind of like all weight on steals and get Estuary Ruiz. Uh, Christian Pache is killing it in, in spring training so far. I don't think Ruiz is a lock to make the team or to make the opening day lineup. I don't really want to get Ruiz, so you're you're helping that. A little I know. Bit. I just think there's a lot of people. I I took him in. I took him in yogurt because I had no steals. I was like, I better do it now. And I think it's, I you know, usually we get guys like well, at least they're playing. I don't know. if I think Ruiz is a chance. Uh, is a non-zero chance he starts here in the minors. Yep. Let's jump into pitching. Uh, kind of split it like we did outfielders. Give me, uh, give me an early guy. We'll call it. Uh, we'll call it top. I don't know, top hundred, whatever you want to do. But well, so but. I did. I, I, I just went nothing over top one hundred. Just because okay. I think there's everybody likes players in there. But uh, in one hundred to one fifty, I have two guys: okay, Joe Ryan fair. on the Twins. Right. Uh, re- went. He went to drive line. Uh, you know, I don't have. We need to have a went to drive line filter in there somehow. But. Uh, uh, added velocity, different pitch mix. I think he's going to be super fun. Uh, and Nick Lodolo, although team context drags him down a little bit, but man, he's so, he's so good. Uh, I, I, and I don't, I have not a lot of him so far. I want more. Uh, I like the fact that he gets a ton of ground balls in that park too. There's a difference between Hunter Green. Hunter Green is a ton of fly balls, and that scares me in, in Great American Ballpark. Uh, Lodolo is 46% ground balls. Like that matters in that park. Yeah, it does. It does a lot. So I like that. Um, and then, uh, and then, and like, and, yeah, I like both him and Ryan. And so, the way I've been structuring my team a lot lately is going like seven hitters, three pitchers, or six and four, um, and waiting on that second and third starter. And these guys are in that range a lot. So, I've, I've found like I've been drafting Ryan frequently. Yeah. I, uh, I like that strategy too. There's a lot of guys in that range that I do like to like 100 to like 100 to 180. There's a ton of pitchers I like in there that yeah, I think if I can too. get. 
if I can get two starters in the first like eight or nine rounds, I think I can really work with it. Uh, but if I'm going to go early and not super early, which I think I'm going to, I think I'll probably end up, unless I end up with like a Kohler Burns at, at the point where it works. I think I kind of skip a lot of those pitches. I really like Max Freed. Um, ADP is 73, but 68 in the DC. So that's what uh, middle of the fifth round. Mm-hmm. That right? Yeah. Middle of the fifth round. I love that price. I will take that all day in the middle of the fifth round. Um, great 2022. The strikeouts were only okay, but I like the fact that there are, there's a couple of things that make me think maybe the strikeouts go up a little bit. Swing strike rate was 12%. Chase rate was 91st percentile. So there's a couple of things that I think the strikeouts might tick up a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit of fortune in home run avoidance. That probably bounced back a little bit, but the Bavik was about, it wasn't too crazy. It's 280. So I don't think that very, moves very much. Really good avoiding hard contact, uh, 4% barrel rate, 32% hard hit. You look at StatCast page, a ton of red except for the K rate that's about middling. It's 51st percentile, but everything else is really good. Um, the curveball is nasty, 40% whiff rate in that pitch. He uses that 20% of the time. Uh, he ramped up his changeup a lot, which I like. He was like 2% in 2021, 14% usage in 2022, 37% whiff rate there. Um, I think he's a little mispriced. I, I, I'm fine with him in the fourth round, and if I get him in the fifth round, I love it. Yeah, and there's a lot of pitchers in that range that I like, like – uh and and yeah well, it's top 100 like i like i like manoa i like darvish there um i like i think i like but yeah so I, I like framber there a lot too i mean it's it's a pretty good range to shop in yeah i think i'm fine with like though getting two of those guys and making my one two and getting a bunch of offense first is kind of the way i'm leaning at the moment obviously draft uh you know in being flexible in drafts is important but uh you know if yeah, i sure. could, if i think of how it's probably gonna go and pitches probably get pushed up a little bit um, I think I'd probably end up waiting the first three rounds and probably waiting for this this group in here. Okay, fair enough. So the cover boy who you thought was Brendan Lau, I believe was actually Drew Rasmussen, who I'm going to talk oh, about now. I like now. him a lot. Um, yeah. I, I don't know because I didn't put the picture up, but I think it was Drew Rasmussen. Um, I like him a lot. ADP is 170 right now in uh, in DCs over the last couple of weeks. So he's uh, he's not uh, he's not unpopular. Uh, it's 160 actually in DCs. So a little bit a little bit lower than it is overall in drafts. Um, strong 2022 after a good 2021. 146 innings, really good ratios. Uh, the K rate uh, fell a little bit, but the swing strike rate rose. So I think the K is going to come back a little bit. 12.1% there. Um, nice ground ball tilt. I love the strikeouts. Uh, plus the ground ball, 47% there. You know, you keep yourself out of getting in big trouble. Uh, a little too much hard contact, but he's pretty good avoiding barrels. You know, makes us a lot of a lot of hard ground balls right there. Um, he added a new cutter, used it 30% of the time, got a 30% whiff rate on that. He threw his sweeper more drink every time you hear someone say sweeper this offseason. Um, but 23% usage there, 28% whiff rate on that pitch. So two really good pitches with the cutter and the sweeper. You know, it's the raise. So, you know, how deep he goes in the games is always an issue. But um, he's after the first break, like coming out of the first break, just give me 11th round, Drew Rasmussen, we'll call it a day. I like I like Rasmussen, even though I struggle to pronounce his name. You're gonna uh, say you like Springs too. I was just gonna say I like yep. his friend Jeffrey Springs quite a yep. bit. Thirteen point nine percent swinging strike rate, uh, despite becoming a starter for the first time. You know, the year before he had zero starts. He, he you know, in, he had a sixteen percent swinging strike percentage. K rate was still twenty six percent as a starter. Walk rate five point six percent. Dropped it from it. Dropped it. You like that? Numbers. Yeah, I like great. that. Yeah. yeah, give me both of those guys. Wow, look at you dropping some Kirk Cousins on the podcast. That was nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I I strive to make a reference you get every once in a while. Yeah, well, that's because it's not from 1963. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> By the way, uh, league winner Kelly Uganski in the chat. I like seeing him. Ah, yeah. see, yeah, I'm telling you, sweepers the sweepers the the drinking game this year. It's like sweep. Yep. Uh, if you go sweeper and drive line, you will not go sober through the through swing training. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Or or a live event draft, I think. But uh, do you have a uh, do you have an after two hundred starter that you find yourself really liking? I think Hunter Brown's still after two hundred. 
I don't know if he will be for long, but I think he is still is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, pick 15. two. Pick, I got two hundred four in DCs, but yeah. So after two hundred, you could that'll work then. Yeah, but it, okay, but hey, we strive to deliver here something. You know, there are plenty of starters we're going to have to get after two hundred. Yes. Uh, you know, so let, let's let's dig a little here uh, because I, I I think I will take some chances on Trevor Rogers. Okay, you're on an island on that one in the podcast. You're just too scarred, huh? I think I might be too scarred. I maybe I think I'm too scarred. Yeah, he he says his commands better than ever. So yeah, uh, I heard that about seventeen thousand times last year. <laughs> um, I don't mind Justin Steele for the price. Good name too. Yeah. Um, Sean Manaya added velocity. Are you in, Scott? I'm not in. No. Unless it looks like he's throwing 95 on the last spring training, maybe I'll be coerced a little bit, but I don't think I'm in. I don't mind the Carrasco price or the Savali price. The team context helps on both love, of those guys. Love Carrasco at the price. I just think he's solid and good in there. Not going to be great. Exactly. Not going to be, don't expect the old Carlos Carrasco, but he's like pick 290. I love that all day. Yeah. Russ Stripling's fine at 295. I like that one too. He pitched, I uh, pitched today. Yep. Um, Brian Bayo in the three hundreds. I like him, even though he's a little banged up right now. I, I know you're not supposed to be big on injury optimism, but I think late, late in enough where if he has a setback, you just drop him and it doesn't hurt you too much. Exactly. You want a couple of na- late names? I like, I would, this is what I pay for here. One. I really like, and he, his, his season almost ended yesterday. His quote, um, is Alex Cobb in San Francisco. He got hit yeah. by a comebacker. He said he was in so much pain initially. He thought his season was over. Turned out to be fine. Just as a bruise, but I really like this profile. ADP is about uh, about two thirty. He's moving up though. He's like two twenty in DCs. I talked about him when on the uh, on the FTN podcast. We talked about late pitchers, but through mm-hmm. his most innings since twenty eighteen, through one hundred fifty innings, uh, you know, uh, three seven ERA, but the one three WHIP was a little bit high. But you look at it, it could have been a lot better. Babbitt was three thirty seven. His left on base percentage was sixty eight percent out, like really really low. Um, swing and strike rate fell a bit, but uh, you know, I just like it. his FIP was under three. Elite ground ball guy he was sixty one percent ground balls last year. Really good place to pitch. His velocity actually went up. We see so many guys, you know, as the career goes on, that uh, the velocity goes down. His went up. Uh, some of the podcast in the chat commented that San Francisco defense is atrocious. That is a problem. The Giants defense needs to be better if he's going to be good. He's a lot of ground balls, but 96 percentile avoiding barrel rates. Uh, I just think he's a big target for me at pick 220, whatever that is. Um, I think he's going to be really solid with a chance to be really, uh, you know, really, really good too. Fred and I may have mentioned Cobb's name 700 times on the oh, Tuesday play. There you go. Uh, so, yes. Mostly Fred. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am. If I'm all on the same page as Fred his, ever, I love it. Yeah. Uh, all up on his lack of luck last year. I uh, I like Reed Detmers down here a little bit. I think he yes. became a different pitcher last year when he came back with a new slider, went down in the minors. I do like him. Um, I think there's a couple of troubling trends on Sonny Gray, some stuff going the wrong way, but at pick 225 or whatever he's at, I think that he is someone that will not hurt you and has a little bit of a chance to help you there. So I do think he's fine there. I like your old friend, Tyler Molly in like the mid two fifties, uh, you know, great fastball. Um, he's, uh, everything sounds healthy and the, the shoulder sounds good. So I do like that one there as I'm dropping way deeper. Um, Hayden Wesneski, unfortunately was like perfect today or yesterday in four innings. Oh, so maybe I have uh, him so many places, Scott. Yeah, he um, had, uh, he had three, uh, three, uh, check swing strikeouts in the same inning. Everybody's excited about. So I was, uh, I didn't love to see that. Uh, I think if you need, uh, if you need a late, late pitcher, Domingo Herman. Uh, in the mid 400s, just if you need wins, like I just think you see, gonna be start for the Yankees. The Yankees are, a I think mess. that price goes way up. Has to, has to. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees are a mess injury wise. Lost Montas for the year. Uh, Cortez is, was begged up and then back. And then you obviously got Carlos Rodon now. Um, and someone else got hurt there. Oh, hey, Arison Bader got hurt, but he's, he's obviously not a pitcher. Yeah. But uh, um, Brandon Fat, if he makes the team in Arizona, is going to be a stud. His profile is nasty. He is 
really I looked at him a bunch when I when I when we did I did the other podcast we we're talking late pitchers um he looks really really I don't know if he's gonna make the team he's but he's 24 it's not like he's you know Andrew Painter 19 years old I mean he was 32 percent strikeout rate last year Jeff with a four percent walk rate a lot of Arizona optimism right now and yeah. I'm on board for that I, so you mentioned Wesneski and fought I got both of them in the the, the the deep super deep 24 team 35 round score sheet draft that i'm in nice. uh which is sim you know so it doesn't matter about chasing wins it's just you're trying to find good pitchers and i like both of them a lot um yeah i i a lot of arizona optimism and san francisco pessimism right now that doesn't break my heart no no i it's almost like it's so copious that i'm a little worried it's it's kind of like reacting to like the uh the bears trading their first round pick to carolina everybody thinks the bears did well i'm like yeah. I do too, and I, that was my immediate visceral reaction. I, I almost, I almost want to fade conventional wisdom. So, but you better, you better really, right. you better really like someone to pick one to make that trade, right? Exactly. But if it works, you got a quarterback on a rookie contract for a long time. I don't know if they have a throw to, but that's a that's a. Yeah. You know, Sometimes you get the Trey Lance deal though too, and hey, that still oh, might work. Jeff, but, shots fired late at night here. That was just uh, mean. You couldn't have gone with Zach Wilson. I could have, but yeah, did, at least we know, at least we know Zach. They Wilson's didn't trade that pick though, did they? They did not trade for that pick. Yeah. So you could have said the Mitchell Trubisky trade. Uh, uh, that's true. That would have been bad. That or would, he could that have just taken Solomon play. Thomas ahead of uh, Patrick Mahomes and called it a day. Oh, if you're hey, you can just fire an Achilles Smith at me, and I'll be I'll go back in my uh, hole. Yeah, but you have a freaking franchise elite quarterback now, so you can't. Uh, you, you got it good. I do. I do. Uh, before we get out of here, relief pitcher. I weirdly am having trouble finding relief pitchers as target. I kind of think most of them are at their right range. I have a couple names that I like here, but I feel like they're all pretty well priced. I look they at always DCs. Are. I looked at DCs because cut line kind of ruins the ADP on the NFC because people you don't have to take a closer at all. So um, I looked at DCs. Uh, what DCs also ruin it though because you yeah, can't pick anybody different. up. Yeah, you can't pick anybody up. You should go Rotowire Online Championship, really. Yeah, that's actually true. That's a that's a that's a that's a fact, fair. I'm going to do though. that right now. I'm going to do the same. Um, so who I'm do you do find yourself uh, liking? You know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if late at, at receiver works, but who you like uh, among the, do you like someone you really like at the top guys or someone you're really attacking? I feel like it's Ryan Presley for you, but I'm just guessing based on. I like moment. Presley, but I like Iglesias. I like Hater there at the price. Uh, here, here's the thing I'm finding though, Scott, is like, there's a cutoff point. I think it's like after Presley that I stopped liking anybody for a yeah. while. Like I don't like Helsley for the price. Bautista, I love the skills, but he's not pitching yet. Yeah. I mean, do you really want to take an, you know that early? I don't like Duvall for the price. We talked about that last week. Yeah, I'm worried price, about his price. You look at an online championship, his price is 88. I think we talked a couple weeks like, on the fade podcast. He was like in the hundreds, and I was 88. Is, I just, I'm not doing it. I, there, there's, there's always this, this scary point where you don't want to get yep. shut out of closers. Yep. Kenley Jansen, I'm a little worried about the, the pitch clock with him and just father time. Yeah. yeah. You know, Time catching up to him multiple ways. Clay Holmes. I don't know if he's fully got the job yet. Do you, you know. trust? Do you trust David Bell at all? I know you're going to answer no to this, but Alexis Diaz. Is <laughs> do pretty, I have to answer that? Alexis Diaz has pretty good stuff. So the, the 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 point in favor of Diaz is Bell for the first time ever admitted that Diaz is his closer. But the point is, even it. I wrote the note on it. It's like he admitted he didn't like. He wasn't like yes, he's our closer. It's like I don't like to name a closer, but he's our closer. Yeah. Yeah, so and if, so if anybody shows any sign of yeah. competence, he walks four guys in the first two outings. Who knows what happens with that? You see him strike out Altuve today, though. I did not. That, it was that, nice. He gassed Altuve with a high fastball. I was. That's all, I bet you thoroughly enjoyed that. I did you? thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. That's my dude, Alexis Diaz, right there. What do you think about Bednar? 
That's uh, that's my guy. If I get shut out in the first group, I really don't want to get shut out in the first group. But mm-hmm. if something happens and I do, um, I just think Deadmar's a really good pitcher. Uh, a little too much hard contact, but the strikeouts are huge. Um, nasty curveball. Um, the fastball is a, a 32% whiff rate. You don't see that on a fastball very often. Um, ADP is kind of around 100 right now, something in there in, in most leagues. Um, I think he's a guy, if I get shut out, I just take him. I know the team is bad, but bad teams get saves. There's a, there's a risk he gets traded, but we're talking four months in, and maybe he gets traded with a team that has him closed too. Uh, I love Iglesias, I think, the most at the price. If I, I probably, if yeah. I miss, uh, you know, I love Class A. Um, that'd probably be the guy I'd really love to get, but he goes so early. Um, I think Iglesias, and he's going to move up. I think he's probably a late third rounder guy in main events, but if I can get him late third, early fourth, he'd be my guy just take and then not worry about closers for a while. For sure. I could see that there. Um, I'm finding myself landing on Scott Barlow when I missed out on the, the top tier. Then I'll, like, I'll take. Like just like I did the main last year, I'll take Barlow in the eighth or ninth, and then I'll try to figure it out after that. The problem that I'm I feel like finding, it's been a year, and we don't really know if that that did work though, right? Yeah, it's it's also it did it did. 20, I didn't get 20, 24 saves with great ratios. Like I, that, that and some wins too. He yeah. got some wins more than your average closer. It's seven wins, you're right. And I'm not wor- and I'm not really that worried about Aroldis. Um, I maybe I should be, but I'm not. But then again, we got a new manager. We don't even really know the tendencies here. That's one thing that is a little scary, uh, a little bit there. Oh, geez, Austin Barnes looks like he got hurt. Nope, he's fine. Um, I thought he Austin got hurt Bar- going after Austin that. Austin Barnes plays for Mexico. He does. I, I don't did not understand know that. that. Um, I did but not know okay. that. I'm, I assumed he was the like the U.S. backup catcher until you said that. Um, yeah. Any um, any Jose Leclerc love? I hate the walks. I hate the walks. I hate the neck injury. I hate the uh, fact that they felt compelled to go get Will Smith. Although you know, it's just another arm too. Yeah. I mean. I don't hate Leclerc. I, I, I'm not eager to go get him at the same time. Um, I, there's a lot of the high skills, not sure about the job guys, and their price keeps on going up. We talked about how Fairbanks ADP keeps on getting higher and higher. Uh, I'm going to probably end up taking a lot of Evan Phillips and hope that uh, hope I get some of it right. Yeah, he's the cheap version of uh, Munoz, Duran, and Fairbanks. Yeah, his ADP in the online championship is 215. It will not be that high no. in the main event because 15 no. team or people, you get so many teams are shut out. But um, I know he's going to, I mean, as long as he's healthy, I know he's going to be good. And I just hope he gets 22 saves or 18 that I can piece together. But mm-hmm. uh, you obviously want to be your second guy. I, I think if I get a top guy, I go with Phillips as my two and then pick someone late and kind of just hold my breath and do a little work in fab. But I, I really want to get an anchor. I think that uh, I think it gets really complicated if you don't have an anchor. Yeah. What about the cheap closers? Um, and some of them haven't even been named. Uh, we saw some chatter in the, in the comments about uh, Steves, and he's having a, just a horrific spring, but it's also like four outings. Um, I don't know if I, I would judge anything on that. But Alex Lange, I don't think he's been named. Is it Lange or Lang, or how is it pronounced? I go Lang, but it's probably going to be like Longy or something like that. But I go <laughs> Lang. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lang, we'll say, uh, is in the same range as Phillips. I go Phillips over him, by the way. Uh, but Lang, Finnegan, the Angels closer, you know, cheap. You know, we don't know the we don't know the Dodgers or Phillies are going to have as their closer right now. Yeah. Two very good teams. Got a, a, a ascendant team in Arizona, which has even less definition at closer. Like zero. Like there's like yeah. I think last like Rochester's resource had like seven guys as the closer as the closer because they yeah. just had no idea. There's and there's nobody even like oh well even if he gets there's nobody you really want in that bullpen at all. Like I don't want Melanson. Mm-hmm. I just there's just there's nobody even like really speculating on. It's a really weird situation. It is. It's like whoever and and, and we have Tori Lavallo who never tells us who's going to yeah. close anyhow. So that's oh, the other. They're, they're down to five closes on roster resource now. Yeah, yeah. Tori Lavallo is like the discount version of Gabe Kapler in terms of managers I don't trust. 
Yeah, I don't either. Um, in that group, I think I'm willing to take a little bit of a shot on Finnegan. Bad team, but he's clearly the guy. Yeah. And he improved last year. Strikeout rate went up 3%. Walk rate went down 3%. Swing strike rate went up 2%. Like he was, he, you know, he's 351114. Like just give me a repeat of that and be the, be the closer all year. And I think that works really well. Um, if I get stuck and I need a late guy, Finnegan's my guy of that group that I, uh, I hold my breath and take, knowing the team is horrendous. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but a Angel team wins sixty games, right? Yeah, and the Angels, you have to deal. Yeah, the Phil Nevin factor. I don't like. I don't like what he did to me last year. So um, I've been hurt before. Still, uh, still some Jimmy Herget bad memories. Yeah, I, I did. I will draft Herget. I think he's a very good pitcher. I think he's the best pitcher in that bullpen. Doesn't uh, mean yeah, he's going to get the too. job, but yeah. I guess it's Carlos Estevez. I don't really get excited by that, but. See, uh, there was a weird quote from the GM saying they, they signed him to, in the hopes that he could close, but he'll leave that decision in Phil Nevin's hands. Great. <laughs> Matt, Matt Moore had a 190 RA last year. He did. He did indeed. And what did he have before that? Uh, 6.3. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, as, a, as a starter, though, but uh, I just, yeah. uh, the walks and more scared that. And always, even was a starter, they scared the hell of me. He has 12.5% walk rate last year. He was a huge swing and strike rate guy, but man, there's a lot of walks that, uh, as a lefty closer, like you walk a guy, they're going to come in and get a righty. I just, uh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't see it working where he's like the guy. Maybe he gets some, some off saves where they're, you know, they're facing two out of three lefties. And I, I think mm-hmm. he might be fine as a pitcher, but. I tell you what, you talk about it. You really, you really got to get, uh, you got to get someone at the in the top, you know, eight to ten closers in a fifteen teamer. It's hard to do. Not everybody can do it, but oof. that or just be prepared to go without and you know go go discount. I mean, it, it is a path. You know, I yeah, did the there's a path, and it it, it would have worked if it weren't for those meddling Nevins later on for me. I mean, I still got no. third in my league despite all that those shenanigans. But had I not chased, or if I just left Herget on the roster the whole time or something, I. You know, it would have been nice uh, instead of chasing the Ian Kennedys of the world. Don't Ian Kennedy. That's just the lesson here. Oh, never Ian Kennedy. Never Ian Kennedy. That is that is just not a good way to go. Uh, any other thoughts on closers? Any like closers and waiting you really like? Anybody that uh, I don't really see a ton that gets me too excited. No, I mean, Herget is one I really like. I think he's a good pitcher. Gallegos is cheap enough that I think if you're choosing to fade, if you're going to fade Helsley, Consider Gallegos. If you're going to fade Doval, consider Rogers a little bit. I should specify Taylor, not Tyler. But yes, I. Uh, it's funny you you said that. I was I was looking at who my closers were on my main team that was well. I I didn't have a second closer. I went Ryan Presley, and then I had Paul Seawald was my second guy. So kind of a, yeah. a two thirds closer there for a while. Um, I had Tanner Rainey in the draft. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I had Emilio Pagan for seven saves. Nick Martinez for two saves. That was a real gem right there. I pitched two innings that week, got me two saves. That somehow worked. Um, ERA of seven. Uh, yeah, I only had one closer last year. What about Jason Adam? I've seen his name mentioned a couple times in the chat. You know, if really, really good pitcher. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to fade Fairbanks, yeah. uh, Adam's the next pivot, but it's the, then you're going full raise. And... Although, if I'm fading Fairbanks, it's because I think everybody's going to get saves. So I don't think it's going to be like, oh, no Fairbanks are going to settle on one other guy. I think it's no Fairbanks because they're going to settle on five guys. But I think it's, a, but Adam's a nice pivot if you want it like week one. You know, you, you're struggling to find a starter for that week or another week where you, you don't want to you don't want to stream that week. You can just slot him in, at least get ratios and maybe yeah. you'll stumble on a win or a save. But again, you're trying to time the market there. And when you get two innings and nothing, no other counting, no counting stats, it's kind of crappy. 
our friend Anthony Gialdi, who will be seeing in Vegas, just gave me some anxiety. He said two weeks until the first fab period of the year. Don't do that. Don't do that to us, man. <laughs> Seriously. We got to get through drafts first. <laughs> yeah. Funny though. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about, Jim? I feel like we hit a lot of targets and guys we want to get, but anything else that's on your mind before uh, we jump out of here? How do you feel about Northwestern in round one against uh, the Boise State Broncos? I'm major nervous. You know, we're actually underdogs, even though we're a higher seed. That's uh, good though. You like you like that. You like to be underdogs. That way you can just go the nobody believes in us route and you can't go wrong there. Boise's pretty solid. Boise is really like if you look at their resume. I mean, it, the problem for them is they can't get major conferences to play them, right? And that's the right. truth with all mid majors. Uh, and so you don't really know. Uh, but they they like they struggle with Utah State, but they beat San Diego State. I mean, that that's a good win that they got there. Um you look throughout the resume, they, they, their very first game was a bad loss. And after that, they didn't have a bad loss all year. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to be fun. I mean, Ken Palm's got him as a 31 as 31 and right. Northwestern 42. So um, Ken Palm actually has him favored as well. So, uh, but hey, it's not a terrible draw. And even like UCLA is the five seed overall, but they have two major injuries right now, too. So yeah. if we if we do get by Boise, then we face UCLA and it might be an injured UCLA. So uh, one player Clark out for the year. And then the other guy that I forget his name, but you know, he got hurt on Friday, if I recall correctly. So that could be an issue as well. I have to admit, I don't know any basketball players that went to Boise state. I could give you a lot of football players, but I don't know any famous basketball players. I'm not there. I don't either, but uh, I just, I'm, I'm going, it's psyched. I'm psyched. Oh, you're, that's right. You're, where the game's in Sacramento. Sac- the only location that I could have made this work. Cause I'm leaving for Tat Wars on Friday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m. flight to New York. So I'm flying into Sacramento and then flying back from Sacramento. So I'm going to be a tired nice, puppy on Friday. Nice I will not be going out for St. Patty's Day on Friday night. But uh, if, you, okay. uh, if you win, uh, they have already got the purple beam to light up uh, at Arco Arena. I guess not Arco Arena anymore, whatever the stadium is for the Kings. Have you seen the purple beam? I know of it. I haven't actually seen it. But it's, already, it's, it's, already, cool. it's already ready for you. You got the same colors. You're ready to go. Yeah, it's built in advantage. Um, it's beautiful. I love. Yeah. I love the Kings team right now. I, I actually I put a bet on them to win the West. Win the West in the NBA. They're still. They're still twenty five to one. Well, yeah. They. No one wants to believe in them, but yeah. they're. They're the two seed now. They passed up. Uh, they, they. They passed up. Uh, who did they, they pass passed up? up? Your friend John Morant. Your your parting partner. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go. Good. You guys go out. You guys go out a lot when you're hanging out in Denver. Uh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Right, but it's not. I shouldn't joke, but it's uh, it's it's rough in Memphis right now. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. You are going to be out next week. Is that correct? Correct. I'll be in New York, uh, Tout Wars weekend, and then beautiful. And you've got a better get. You've got a better co-host next week. So uh, that's do. Good. Uh, our friend, our friend Batflip Casey Toby is going to be on the show. We'll be talking a lot of a uh, lot of drafts as we'll be getting uh, a few days before heading to Vegas. So a lot of the big drafts are heating up. So we'll have a lot of. Uh, I think we're going to do a lot of uh, like kind of uh, you know you know gut check week uh, draft strategy. What are you doing with closers and stolen bases, and what are you doing if you get behind in categories? Kind of catching up back half of the draft where you attack uh, certain categories you're behind in. So kind of some a bunch of last minute draft tips that hopefully will help people out for the for the final stretch here. What happens when you get stuck next to Toby in a draft and he's better than you? Uh, oh wait, that already happened to me last year. He beat you last year in that Vegas draft. I don't. He remember. was second. I was third. Yep. And uh, Maddie 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 Davis won the league. Well, that's a fun. That's a fun little top three at least. Oh uh, yeah, it was especially because well, Posma Posma passed me in one main for second to third, but I passed him for third in the other one, so that was All pretty right. nice. 
Beautiful. I love it. Um, yeah, I can't can't wait to get out there. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people in Vegas. It sounds like there's a, there's like 115 people drafting on that Saturday morning already. So we got like uh, however there's eight full leagues or something like that. That's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a wild fun room. I think it's gonna be the biggest year we've had in a while, at least since before COVID. Yeah, and I'm doing three mains. I'm super excited. I'm doing Saturday in Vegas, then awesome. Monday night, and then Wednesday night. Are you partnering with uh, mutual friend Tim Schuler on I some am. Of the, all all those? Yeah, I, on Monday I think I'll be solo drafting, but Tim and I are gonna run the team together. Awesome. That'd be, uh, that'd be great. I love, uh, I love Tim as a human. He's great. He is a good, strong We're gonna be human. We're playing some golf out there too. It's going to be a good trip. Maybe watching some hoops and at the same time, it'll be a fun time. That would be, that'd be great. So anyway, appreciate everybody listening again. If you read or view the podcast, we do appreciate that. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, we will be, uh, we'll be back uh, next Sunday. Me and uh bat flip Casey Toby will be out there. Hey to Clark Olson. Look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Also mentioned in the chat. Clark is a really good dude. Drafts football and baseball very, very well. Uh, but looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Looking forward to talking to everybody next Sunday. Then Jeff will be back with me the Sunday after reviewing NFBC uh, main event in Las Vegas. That'll be a lot of fun too. So hope everyone has a good week. Enjoy. Enjoy all your drafts and back at you next Sunday. Take care.